0: time for a walnut wednesday edition of the Maya ag life daily news report welcome i'm your host Lori boyer in today's walnut wednesday report taylor charlstrom will be giving a regulatory update from the california walnut board i'll check in with regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this
1: Bee hero is the leading almond pollination provider we deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified, fingers-crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. BeeHero Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure. Be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, D.P. of Sales at 559-467-9699. Bee Hero, Superior Bees, Superior Pollination.
0: Any way you look at it, precipitation, temperature, the amount of stored water available, the past three years have been the driest period on record and one of the hottest with roughly 68% of the 20th century average precipitation. Researchers estimate that in 2022 alone, California's agriculture and food processing industry has lost 19,414 jobs and $2 billion in value added due to the ongoing drought. This data comes from the research report called Economic Impacts and the 2020 to 2022 drought on California agriculture issued by the University of California Merced and funded by a grant from the California Department of Food and Agriculture. The report also shows how the impacts of climate change have worsened the effect of this drought by increasing the evaporative demand from vegetation by three to five inches. That means the gap between the water that is needed and the water that is available is even wider than previous droughts and not just for agriculture, but also for ecosystems and communities across the board. The results of this research also confirmed the importance of California's comprehensive slate of actions taken in response to this in previous droughts and given the new hotter and drier normal brought about by climate change. Those actions ranging from modernizing water management to accelerating water supply projects to adopting emergency water conservation measures are detailed in the new report. The Newsom administration announced its water strategy in August with a document called California's Water Supply Strategy, Adapting to a Hotter drier future. The strategy calls for investing in new sources of water supply, accelerating projects, and modernizing how the state manages water through new technology. Over the last three years, at the urging of the governor, state leaders have earmarked more than $8 billion to modernize water infrastructure and management. The historic three-year, $5.2 billion investment in California water systems enacted in 2021 to 2022 has enabled emergency drought response, improved water conservation to stretch water supplies, and enabled scores of local drought resilience projects. The 2022 to 2023 budget includes an additional $2.8 billion for drought relief to hard-hit communities, water conservation, environmental protection for fish and wildlife, and long-term drought resilience projects. We here at JCS Marketing Incorporated, the publisher of West Coast Nut Magazine, will present the Nickel Soil Lab fundraiser dinner taking place at the California Agriculture Museum in Woodland on Friday, December 16th, beginning at 5 p.m. All donations go to the Leslie J. Nichols Testamentary Trust in support of the Nickel Soil Lab. Crane Orchards will match donations from walnut growers and industry up to a total of $70,000. According to Franz Needleholzer, who is the research director at Nichols Lab. They have invested in new almond orchards and irrigation infrastructure to help the lab best face an uncertain future. For years, careful management, timely big-ticket support, good surface water availability, and generally good prices has kept Nichols Soil Lab in the black. However, with even higher operating costs, the budget is now in the red, and the Nichols Soil Lab does not qualify for crop insurance. To address the shortfall, JCS Marketing will present the Nichols Soil Lab fundraiser dinner. The event will include a mixer, dinner, wrap giveaways, and auction items for sale in support of the Nichols Soil Lab. Tickets are $250 a person or $2,500 for a table of eight. Information on tickets and donations can be found at myaglife.com front fundraiser. Avocados continue to grow in popularity and are purchased year-round in the United States. However, new data suggests seasonal influences impact retail sales of avocados driven by supply chain dynamics and shopper purchase behaviors. These influences have steered the category into an evolution of seasonality over the past four years. Summer has traditionally been considered the peak period for avocado sales. However, a new study by the Haas Avocado Board has determined that has changed. The avocado seasonality driver study reveals that the first quarter is the new peak for avocado retail sales and offers actions and opportunities to grow retail sales of avocados throughout the year. The industry can attend an upcoming webinar to take advantage of these findings and learn more. The Avocado Study Finds Surprising Sales Growth Opportunity webinar will be hosted by HAB and led by Stephen Miro of Fusion. The webinar findings will illustrate how the seasonality of avocado sales has changed and molded today's retail marketplace. Attendees will also learn how to take advantage. Advantage of these findings to grow their businesses and maximize sales of avocados. The webinar will be on Thursday, December eighth, beginning at one p.m. and running until one thirty. For more information on the upcoming webinar, contact the Haas Avocado Board. And according to Markon Cooperative. Colder areas of Arizona and a California desert growing region have experienced light to moderate ice here recently. That has met production delays of up to three hours. Marcon inspectors are starting to see the effects of the last several mornings of light ice and various lettuce crops such as dehydration and minor discoloration on protection leaves. Epidermal blistering has been minimal but will likely worsen in the coming days and plant growth will continue to be hindered. And today is day two of the Organic Grower Summit going on in Monterey, California. It is presented by Western Growers and the Organic Produce Network. It is a sold out trade show floor and a variety of networking opportunities for those who attend. The show also brings together organic growers and supply chain and service companies, providing them with information and education related to the continued growth, opportunities, and challenges in the production of organic fresh food. The show is going on at the Hyatt Regency Monterey Hotel and Spa. In in Monterey, California.
1: Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California.
2: The walnut industry has been seeing its fair share of ups and downs recently and staying informed on anything and everything affecting walnuts is going to be key to make it through to the profitable side. In lieu of the upcoming California Walnut Conference on January 5th and 6th, California Walnut Commission's Josh Rahm opted to provide a few regulatory updates for growers in the realm of pesticides, water, and whole orchard recycling opportunities.
3: There's been a petition to regulate and potentially ban sulfurofluoride which uh, as folks would know is profume that's been filed by the center for biological diversity in californians for pesticide reform was sent to carb or california air resources board at the end of october we we've been fortunate uh, to have a chance to respond and appreciate the opportunity of reiterating the importance of having a safe viable environmentally responsible and efficacious pest management tool available for the California walnut industry and have urged that CARB uh, reconsider and, and deny this uh, petition. So looking at fluoride, having that available for the ag industry is really important. For walnuts and other commodities, fluoride fumigation has numerous advantages over other treatments, which would include greater efficacy on target pest specifics, lack of pest resistance, the shorter treatment times and consistency with an integrated pest management or IPM approach and also the lack of residues on hard services and food processing equipment. And also for walnuts, with the EU being the largest in-shell walnut market, the shortest possible processing schedule is critical for the walnut industry to meet the European market demand and associated logistical constraints. The comment periods closed and we expect a update, an update here in the very near future. More more updates should come through and, and hoping for a positive outcome there. Now switching gears a little bit to the orchard side, looking at a 13 d or what folks would know as Cologne. California Department of Pesticide Regulation has introduced proposed regulations to strengthen 1-3-D restrictions of preplant plants, humigation pesticide to control nematodes in a number of California crops, including walnuts. So DPR's proposed regulations require the use of totally impermeable film, or TIF, tarpulins, or alternate mitigation measures that provide a comparable degree of protection, such as deeper soil injections, Now the department, a little background, they conducted a pilot project in 2020-2021 with pesticide applicators and local county ag commissioners to help develop alternative mitigation measures that better protect uh, the public health and additionally provide growers with compliance options that satisfy DPR's strict regulatory requirements. A DPR conducted the pilot projects in regions where communities requested localized studies as part of their AB 617 Community Emissions Reduction Program. So what does this mean? The proposed regulation would expand setbacks from occupied structures, limit application rates, acreage and allowed application methods, and include more stringent use requirements between November to February, when weather conditions can create higher air concentrations following an application. So a final comment period has been opened up January 18th of 2023, with a public hearing set to take place on the 18th of January. It's encouraged for growers uh, to participate, other industry members and attend the hearing, have a chance to provide final comments. And finally, the new requirements regulations are set to be enforced on January 1st, 2024. As more information becomes available regarding next steps and further specifics, there'll be updates provided and give everyone a chance to comment before that window closes."
2: Another big one to note for walnut growers is an incoming voluntary incentive program relating to the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act.
3: Farmers, GSAs, underrepresented communities in the state share a common interest in the immediate and long-term cessation of groundwater overdraft on lands near vulnerable drinking water wells. and. This voluntary incentive program is called the LandFlex program, which aims to facilitate this shared interest. It's it's going to be administered by the Department of Water Resources. There's a $50 million pilot program that will be providing financial incentives for farmers to actively participate in the protection of, of drinking water resources. While there's still a lot to be ironed out, at least in the final detail stage, there's going to more information and to be added to a notification mailing list would encourage farmers to go to wUdfoundation.com/ landflex as more information becomes available that will be be, be posted there
2: ROM also highlighted some newer programs available to walnut growers incentivizing whole orchard recycling and burn alternatives.
3: The USDA NRCS has a conservation stewardship program which provides funds to growers who find alternatives to burning old trees, providing up to $783.29 an acre for chipping. You know, that can be used for animal bedding or applied as mulch on another piece of ag land, a long list of other options there, and an additional up to $242.09 per acre for orchard recycling. There's more information on this conservation stewardship program at uh, usda.gov or you can go to www.nrcs.usda.gov and search for conservation stewardship program. Another program for San Joaquin Valley growers is the alternatives to ag burning program that's where the San Joaquin Bear Valley Air Pollution Control District provides cost share funds to reduce ag burning. Through its Alternatives to Ag Burning program, growers participating in this program are eligible to receive in the range of up to $300 to $600 an acre. There's also an additional incentive of up to $100 an acre for agricultural op- operations with less than 100 total acres within the San Joaquin Valley. The timeline on, on some of this is, you know, incentive recipients are typically paid four to six weeks after their completion of whole orchard recycling. Timing may vary, but there's, there's a lot of good information on valleyair.org slash grants and type in AgBurn Alternatives Grant Program. Last but certainly not least, the CDFA Healthy Soils Program whole orchard recycling is now a practice eligible for co-funding through through the program. Payments cover up to $861.42 an acre of the cost of whole orchard recycling. The new funding solicitation window is anticipated to open in February of 2023, or at least at Q1 of 2023. There's more details to come. And you can find out more information on the Healthy Soils program at cdfa.ca.gov and type in Healthy Soils. So a couple good options there are available for producers and glad to be here providing an update on this.
2: You're listening to my ag life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom.
1: Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycotera, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water-holding capacity. Adding Phycotera to your crop increases water retention up to 10%, optimizes crop nutrient availability plus it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy visit fico learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with fico
0: Welcome to this check-in of agricultural news here today. I'm Lori Boyer. The Colorado Department of Agriculture has hired Acting Division Director for the Inspection and Consumer Services Division, Mark Gallegos, as Permanent Director of the Division. Gallegos was promoted internally and is replacing Hollis Glynn, who has moved into the role of the Deputy Commissioner of Operations for CDA. Gallegos has been working for the Department of Agriculture since 1997. He began his career as a grain warehouse examiner. In 2002, he became the Farm Product program manager. Before becoming acting director of ICS, he was the section chief of the technical services section. In that role, he developed strategic planning and analysis and directed administration and daily operations for TSS. His regulatory work has given him an opportunity to engage with a wide range of industries, including livestock grain and feed manufacturing. According to the USA... President Joe Biden wants rail unions and freight railroads to resolve their long-running contract dispute themselves without saying publicly if he'll intervene or ask Congress to do so, barring an agreement. This is something that he believes uh, that the parties should resolve themselves. But Biden Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre would not say if Biden would step in or ask Congress to do so to stop a December walkout, only that Biden is directly involved in the talks. As the president has said uh, from the beginning, a shutdown is unacceptable because of the harm it would inflict on jobs, families, farms, businesses and communities just across the country. But Jean Pierre would not get ahead of the president or others involved after four rail unions rejected either a tentative September agreement or a White House proposal. And the best option still is for the parties to resolve uh, their differences themselves, their differences themselves, and that's what the president's going to continue to call on. But if Biden has the power to prevent a strike that would halt shipments of grain, produce, meat, and biofuels, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley argues that he should. And the best option still is for the parties
2: to resolve uh, their differences themselves, their differences themselves, and that's what the president's going to continue to call on.
1: He should exercise that because he can do it instantaneously, and Congress may have several days of debate before we would get a bill passed.
0: Grassley is co-sponsoring a bill to head off a rail strike that the industry says would cost the U.S. economy $2 billion a day. A broad coalition of energy and agriculture organizations wrote a letter to Congress asking them to adopt legislation that would resolve inconsistent fuel volatility regulations. Specifically, the groups expressed support for legislation that would result in equal regulatory treatment for all gasoline blends containing 10% ethanol or more, including gasoline with a 15% blend of ethanol. Such legislation would permanently remove the regulatory barrier that has historically made it extremely difficult for retailers to offer E15 in the summer. The groups have come together for the first time in history to support legislation that will permanently resolve the issue, according to the letter. More than 300 agriculture, environment, academic, and infrastructure stakeholder groups are calling on Congress to reaffirm federal pesticide preemption on labeling and packaging. Failing to do so, the groups warn could hold disastrous consequences for food security, the environment, public health, vital infrastructure, and other uses where pesticides provide important societal benefits. The Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act is clear that states shall not impose or continue in effect any requirements for labeling or packaging in addition to or different from those required by the federal government. However, in recent years, states have sought to impose health claim label requirements that directly contradict federal findings. In a letter to Congress, the groups call in Congress to reaffirm that states may not impose additional labeling or packaging requirements that conflict with federal findings. Leadership of the Senate Agriculture Committee last week called for more federal oversight of cryptocurrency exchanges. The comments come as cryptocurrency exchange FTX collapsed recently, and a collapse of cryptocurrency prices followed. The Senate Agriculture Committee has jurisdiction over the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Chair Debbie Stabenow says that consumers continue to be harmed by the lack of transparency and accountability in this market. And ranking Republican John Bozeman says the events that have transpired reinforce the clear need for greater federal oversight of the digital asset industry. He adds, while the legislative work continues, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission already has the ability to regulate and prosecute fraud, manipulation, and abuse, and he strongly encourages them to actively exercise those authorities when necessary. The Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act of 2022, sponsored by Stabenow, would amend the Commodities Exchange Act to provide the Commodity Futures Trading Commission jurisdiction to oversee the spot digital Commodity market. Agriculture has become a more important subject in climate change discussions over the last few years. USA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford.
4: In Egypt, the U.N.'s COP27 climate conference is into its second week.
3: This has been an extraordinary COP27, in large part because agriculture and food has been elevated in the global climate discussions for the first time ever.
4: Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on the phone with Reporters Monday. He said the conference dedicated an entire day to issues around helping agriculture adapt to and mitigate climate change, and there were scores of side events focusing on agriculture. Vilsack said this was so different from when he attended his first COP meeting cop 14 back in 2009 he said when it came to drafting the final conference document back then there was a lot of argument and debate about whether or not
3: to essentially just put the word agriculture in the document literally to put just a a phrase about agriculture in the document
4: but at this meeting 13 years later
3: agriculture is going to be more than a, a sentence in a very long document
4: And he says that next year's COP meeting...
3: There will no doubt be a showcase on agriculture.
4: Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
0: In 2021, households that included an adult with disabilities reported higher food insecurity rates than households with no adults with disabilities. USA's Economic Research Service reports that in 2021, for U.S. households that include an adult out of the labor force because of a disability, 28% were food insecure. Among U.S. households with an adult ages 8 to 64 who reported a disability but was not out of the labor force because of it, 24% were food insecure. In contrast, 7% of households with adult without disabilities were food insecure in 2021. Households that include at least one adult 65 and over who reported a disability had food insecurity rates similar to households with adults without disabilities at nine percent. In 2021, the prevalence rate of very low food security for households that included adults not in the labor force because of a disability was more than five times that of households that included adults without disabilities. With the Environmental Protection Agency expected to release a renewable fuel standard proposal in a couple weeks, the biodiesel industry is calling on the agency to expand its RFS volumes on a much higher growth trajectory than the industry has ever seen. EPA is set to release what is expected to be a multi-year set of RFS volumes for 2023 and beyond on November 30th. Clean Fuels Alliance America CEO Donnell Rahegans says that his industry has always been in a position to produce more biomass-based diesel, than what the RFS called for. Reagan says they believe that the EPA should increase the biomass-based diesel volume by 500 million gallons and the advanced biofuels by 1 billion gallons for each of the next two years. He says they're seeing the production coming online of renewable diesel, one of the factors that Congress has directed the EPA to consider when they set the annual RFS volumes, is a benefit for agricultural and for rural communities. They currently support 75,000 jobs and over $23 billion in economic opportunity, so it's a substantial industry and that this industry has grown into and creates a lot of value particularly in the rural economies as well rahegan said his association sees the potential for becoming a 6 billion gallon industry far larger than the current 2.76 billion gallons of biomass based diesel set in a 2022 volumes by epa
1: come celebrate the 50th anniversary of the almond conference this year's agenda will be packed with content focused on helping growers improve ROI, including but not limited to water supply, pollination, irrigation, fertigation, rootstocks, and pest management. Make plans now to join your fellow almond industry members at the Almond Conference on December 6th through the 8th at the Safe Credit Union Convention Center in downtown Sacramento. Register now at almondscom conference.
0: Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening.